all the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nation shall worship before you. Psalm 22:27. This is the little kingdom from Christus Rex, because the home is a little kingdom, reflecting the kingdom of our Lord Jesus Christ. All right, welcome everybody. This is CG Billiot with the first episode of The Little Kingdom. So, hi, honey. You want to tell everybody who you are? Should I use my initials? Like- uh, you can do it. Uh, I, no, I just, I can explain why I do that later. But go ahead. You can. Uh, <laughs> hi, everyone. My name's Brooke Billiot. Proud. Yes. To own that last name. Oh, well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, usually you'd expect a first episode of a show like this, like a couple. Uh, doing a podcast together, like give you an intro and a little bit about them and yada, yada, yada. Um, we're actually not going to do that this time. <laughs> we're going to hop right into, uh, right into the content. However, uh, I will say that we were pretty young. Yeah. We got married literally last May, three days after we graduated college. Yeah, tomorrow's um, our eighth anniversary. Eight month anniversary? Not <laughs> <But> eight. <laughs> no, we've only been married for eight yes, months. Yes, yes. So, so I say that because uh, the more senior among you might be thinking these kids have nothing to contribute. Um, with respect to intimate, experiential, marital wisdom, perhaps not. No. But I hope that you'll still find these uh, conversations fruitful for how you seek to glorify the Lord in your home. Mm-hmm. And... Also, if not, just get to know us a little bit better, brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, so the show, the name of the show, Little Kingdom, is uh, just like the intro said, the idea that the home is reflecting the larger kingdom, the kingdom of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the home is a little kingdom. It's a little domain in which uh, the man and woman in a garden are set to take dominion over all that they own. How do you think about that, honey? Yeah, I forget what book it was, but I once read that... Um ministry starts in the home like you know we think about like world missions and things like that but Mm. it you know the the heart i mean the holy spirit can do as it pleases in a sense of moving one's heart but uh well in discipleship yeah in discipleship but that starts in the home and Mm -hmm. that's where you're going to get your foundation it's the first place where you build culture you you uh utilize hospitality as evangelism and discipleship and um we're going to unpack that throughout the course of the show Mm -hmm. um but this first episode we wanted to jump into something that we've been <laughs> actively participating we've been in. Di- yeah, digesting for, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, yeah. for like the last probably six months now. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's why the name of this episode is going to be Little House in the Little Kingdom. Yeah. So, long story short, uh, Cole and I do this thing where he picks a TV series and we watch like every episode together together yeah. and then I'll like, pick it and we go on and off um he picked his which then, which let me just say completely unfair i chose three this seasons. yes meanwhile she meanwhile, then responds with i i was like hey you know i grew up watching little house I think, on the prairie just so little, oh yeah little house on the prairie <laughs> and i was like i think we should watch that uh and you know at first it was like what why would we watch that? But then he's like, okay, fine. I think that would be really wholesome and, and good to watch. And there's Christian values and family values well, and things like that. The, but the kicker is, and he didn't know, there's there's nine seasons. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So anyone who's unfamiliar, like if you're our age or younger, Little House on the Prairie was a series of books published from the diaries of Alora Ingalls Laura Wilder. Ingalls Wilder. 
uh, that in the seventies became a seventies, t- yeah, seventies became a TV show. Uh, I'm sure the if anyone's listen to this that's older than us you're rolling your eyes because it was a super popular show um and i grew up my sisters watched it mm-hmm. yeah my mom and i watched it but i don't but i re- exactly so yeah. that's what i was gonna hopefully try to speak to and this is that like gentlemen this i promise you this is a show because because when she picked a show that was nine seasons long with like 22 episodes per season i was like i'm never gonna make it through this i was like because i was on the impression that this is some chick flick type show and i'm not gonna get anything out of this i'm just gonna suffer and just like happy wife happy life uh but let me tell you why that's we're gonna i'm gonna tell you why that's not the case um so i want to get out this so so what we're gonna do this episode we're gonna unpack the why why a show like little house on the prairie can be a very useful resource for you and your family uh in terms of developing a christian culture in the home uh providing entertainment um and stories to discuss and a narrative of like what it looks like to have a christian community we're gonna we're gonna unpack all those things but huge disclaimer on the front we understand uh three things we understand three things that are true about this show. One, uh, just with, with respect to historical accuracy, yes, like the the writers of the show, uh, some of you folks, all you homeschoolers, uh, you've read all the books and you're like, well, this didn't happen in the book or that yeah. didn't happen. Like, yeah, we know that not all of it's historically. Yes, they didn't claim. Historically accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not exactly always historically accurate. The second thing is anyone who... Uh, particularly if you've run in reform circles for long enough in this terminology, like the Christian worldview, if you're one of these uh, Christian worldview headhunters, like you'll identify very quickly in the show because it was a product of the seventies and a, a more neutral America than now. Like they have no problem showing people in church and talking about God and scripture. And we'll unpack that too, but they, they, it's very, the silence, so to speak is resounding that they never really mentioned Christ or the gospel That's because they really assume that for the audience. And it's not really the grasp. So like if you're looking for kind of a pure flicks type show, that's like veggie tales, like approach, this isn't, no, this isn't, this isn't it. We understand that. Yeah. And then lastly, it kind of ties into, I think the second point. Yes. This, it makes why sense. Christ why it <laughs> isn't mentioned as much. Yeah. So Michael Landon, who, what directed, he the show? Direct, directed, produced and was basically and was the, the star. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he was Charles Ingalls, who is Laura, Laura's father. And yeah. like, anyways, he built the little house on the prairie, but yeah. um, Charles Ingalls, or not Charles Ingalls, Michael, Michael Landon, Landon, who played Charles Ingalls, um, in real life, he's Jewish. He was he Jewish. He was Jewish. Yep. Um, and uh, through the, throughout the show, his family tried evangelizing to him to come to Christ, and he never did. He never did, and he also was a womanizer. So, yeah, that, so like, we understand. So, 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 anyway, so we say all of these disclaimers to say that, like, we're not saying that, again, this is the pinnacle of Christian shows, right? Like, we, we, it's got its spots and wrinkles. However, we would both tell you that overwhelmingly so, it is better than probably 90% of the content that people yeah. are watching with their families or that their families are exposed to today. Yeah. Would you agree with that? I would agree. I can't say, though, there is a lot of death. Oh well, no. So we'll, we'll 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 talk about the pros, cons, and values because oh, okay. I think that that's actually a, a like a pro. Yeah, because sure. anyway, anyway. So so <laughs> uh, there's all the disclaimers. Uh, let's let's jump into it. So first question: mm. What are some Christian themes or or truths shown throughout the Little House on the Prairie? Go. Yeah, I think so. We're like five seasons in now. Yeah, we're five seasons in out of nine. 
uh, going strong. I think we're halfway through the fifth season. But um, when we had first started talking about like this episode and what what you know we were going to talk about, I was thinking about like the different uh, ways in which I saw the women disciplined um, in their faith. And I think the first time I had seen it is actually when Carolyn. The mother. Uh, the mother. So, yeah, Charles and Carolyn are the mom and dad. And then there's Mary, Laura, Carrie, and later on, Grace. Oh, oh spoiler. Spoiler anyway. alert. And Albert, but that's a spoiler, too. Good grief. Sorry. Right. Um, anyway, Discipline of this Faith. Was, yeah, Discipline of Faith. This was one of the first episodes. Uh, they had moved from one state to Walnut Grove. I don't even remember where they started. And Charles wanted to um, make... Live off the land. You wanted yeah, to build a home. Like completely. They were in Kansas at first. Yeah, so they had to clear all the land and all of that. And he was doing this all by himself. Of course, with the help of his family in other ways. But he was, you know, mainly doing men's work. Anyways, he went out very early on a Sunday and started working and plowing the field. And if I'm remembering correctly how it happened, Carolyn went out there and was like, Charles Ingalls, don't you dare work on the Lord's work Day. Work on the Lord's yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, and then when he had come back in, uh, she told him to get ready for church. And he, next thing she knew, she turned around and he was fast asleep on the bed. Yeah. It basically, the whole point of that one was like emphasizing that like they were still going to keep the Sabbath even when yes. they were living off the land. But I think what you're trying to say in a general sense of like the whole show is like you see the women uh, very adamant about their faith, but you see like biblical household roles yeah, like un- unapologetically ashamed you see christian culture enforced right like maybe yeah. try to keep it more oh, general, like general? And yeah sure. yeah um i think going off of that you know there's a big push for the homestead like to like to build a homestead and to live uh what independently off the land, uh, off yeah. of land um which i admire and we would love to do that someday um but i think and this is from even exile um Rebecca Merkel talked about this, but the documentary the, and book, yeah, by the way, yeah, the where we have to caution in watching something like the like little house and being like, I want to be exactly like that and have a homestead um, and be disciplined like them is all right. We're not going to start wearing long dresses and and wear bonnets and things like that um, because Rebecca Merkel kind of points out that that's not the way to to go right, like to to want to long for the past or like be like the past and basically erase i see your face I, I, I think like okay so i think there's nothing wrong with longing for something that clearly worked better for society i think her general point was is like you don't want to make an idol out of the past yes. in such a way of like demanding that the only way we progress is by going backwards but there is a way of bringing the past to the present as opposed to bringing the present to the past Yes. I think that's probably her You're larger very better point. At words. No, <laughs> very better at words. Good job, babe. That's what I'm saying. Right there. So 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 let's like slow down a little bit. So so I think pillar number one of like why you should watch this show with your family mm. is again like clear enforcement of like what a Christian household used to look like in commonplace. It was the expectation, right? So the father was the protector and the provider. The mother was the caretaker of essentially the officer of health and welfare, right? Yeah. Like you do see some very productive women, like very industrious, like because because really in the family it's just Charles for a long time is the only guy, yeah. but you see the girls. I mean, goodness, they're they're, 
they're doing they're, they're they're doing pretty much everything like he's he's uh, clearing out the land and and bringing in the in the money and the resources, but then like what they do with those resources, like they glorify, right? Yeah. They they uh, pass down dresses. They uh, are the community builders. There's the one maintaining relationships with other families. Like it's uh, seeing that played out again. Echoes of the past. That's huge. Um, and then like we talked the other day about how even more specifically, like seeing how a husband is supposed to sacrifice and how. Uh, a wife is supposed to submit like Carolyn there are plenty of times like one of the nagging characters in the uh in the show is Harriet Olsen she's a busybody. she runs like the local store and she's always pushing everyone's buttons but like and she goes out of her way to offend people all the time and Carolyn always like doesn't give in to that maintains uh dignity and respect stands up for herself and for her family when she needs to but she keeps her husband's dignity and respect and her family's like she, yeah. she handles all that very well. I think well. going off of that uh Carolyn, yeah, you do see her uh in a very in a very disciplined submission role to her husband whereas with Harriet Harriet's like wearing pants in that relationship, yeah, right? So, like her yeah, and Nell. The contrast also. is really effective. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, you could see that the writers well, I mean, obviously this was true. Yeah. At least some parts of this were true at one point. I can't say. I have not read the books. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would presume. Yeah. At any rate, whoever, whether it happened or not, I think the contrast is great because the the fruit is literally in the fruit, right? So if the root of a family is the marriage and the fruit are the children, one of the contrasts you see over and over and over again is like the behavior of the Ingalls children, the behavior of the Olsen children. Also, yes. totally should have said this way earlier because we're like 13 minutes in now um the show takes place at the end of the 19th century so this is like 10 to 15 yeah 10 to 15 years after the civil war so just and it's right at the turn of the century so (laughs) just context there if if you're unaware um but but i think that's a solid first thing is like seeing the biblical household what about the biblical community like walnut grove yeah i think the center point I mean, literally, the center of the town is the church. And the school. And the school. Now, that's yeah. an interesting point, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if you wanted me to get into this, but one thing, whenever a neighbor moves in... Oh, yeah. Whenever there's somebody new to the town or... Um, yeah, just when somebody's new to the town, Charles Ingalls, if he meets them, always says... Like, I'll see you at church. I'll see you at church. Yeah, doesn't ask. It doesn't, doesn't ask wonder, what faith they are. Like, doesn't yeah. like, try to look for a cross necklace around their neck. Yeah. If they're using the word grace in every sentence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you just... There was an assumption. Well, because even, it was a reality. A, yeah, a yeah. known fact that everyone would be at church yeah. on Sundays. That was, that was certainly more of a sign of the times. Yeah. But again, like we... If we don't remember this, the the progressives will have you forget it. That like that was America. Mm-hmm. That like, and, and, but so so let's let's unpack that a little bit more about the community. So the community, there's people from all over. Uh, one of the main characters is Norwegian. Uh, there's Irish families. There's Scottish families. There's um, all kinds of various cultures that have you know smelted together, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. And but again, what unites the town is the church. Yeah. Uh, and the school, mm-hmm. everyone's kids. So this is, you know, this is the turn of the century. So all the grades were in one big room, right? This literally the sanctuary yeah. and they're being taught. Um, and there's a lot in there, but one of the things I wanted to get to before I forgot is, um, no, oh, geez, I say that, but now I forgot what it was. <laughs> uh, That's okay. oh no. Um, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. 
I'll remember here in a second. But but nonetheless, like it's so important that like that was the oh, 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 so this is huge. One thing you'll notice after a couple of episodes, because we have to contrast this with our time, right? In this little town, there's no government. There's no mm-hmm. there's no local government. There's you're talking about a city that of or a little town of two hundred people. Yeah. There's no there's no municipal government. There's no law enforcement. No. Right? The elders of the city, the men of the city acted as the first responders yeah, they did. as the business negotiation and management enforcement groups of like making sure that everyone in the community is dealing fairly with one another right they're looking into each other's lives to make sure there's some episodes where like people have marital issues and like they'll send their kids over to somebody else's house like yeah. right like it's um it's very important that we remember what that used to look like, like not just like in america but in a lot of places of like what small government really looked like yeah because that is biblical to see the the various roles of authority. The family is the institution of health and welfare. The church is the institution of word and sacrament um, and works with the family for education. The civil magistrate is of is the is the ministry of defense. You really only see like quote unquote the government get involved whenever you know something happened in the town over and like a constable or a deputy or like there's one episode with bounty hunters like come there's to look one for episode it. where there's uh the taxes were raised exactly and, and that's yeah. what i was gonna say the yeah. only other time you see the government mentioned is when they were messing with the little people yeah right um and that could be really important like if we're concerned with rebuilding christian society a christian community like this is a good resource to be like, hey, we're not we're not expecting anything of America that it didn't already once do. Yes. But that's what happens when when Christ is at the center of all things and you have a regenerated society or a society that is predominantly regenerated, people are free to do what God commands. They they accept responsibility and they accept risk and they move forward. They don't depend on anyone else mm-hmm. helping them out. Yeah. So except anything, one another. Yeah. So biblical families uh, and the roles in the family, biblical uh, communities. Um, is there anything else you want to say on the community? Um, I think there's uh, accountability. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Just for example, there was a there's a guy earlier. His name's um, Isaiah. What's his last name? Mr. Edwards. Mr. Edwards. Isaiah Edwards. It's been a couple seasons. Yes. He hasn't shown in a while, so I forgot his name. But Isaiah Edwards, uh, they the Ingle family, Ingle's family knew him like in the earlier season. Like, he was with ev- them in Kansas. Yeah, went with them in Kansas. But then he comes back and they find him. Basically, they bring him to Walnut Grove. Um, and I was just going to say how there was an episode where you find out that he's not a Christian. Oh, which is yeah. this is the first time I think we had seen. It's that. really it's and it still remains like probably the, one of the only times that like someone's featured who, quote unquote, wasn't a churchgoer. Yeah. yeah, and I think that there was accountability there because I forget exactly what happens, but essentially at the end of the episode, he's going. He's a yeah. faith faithful yeah. man. So yeah, yeah. What you'll see is anytime there's any kind of civil or social dispute, mm-hmm. um, or there's a domestic one. Everything's always worked out in the church. Yeah, I can. Oh, I was or through gonna, the church. Yeah, I was just gonna say too, um, like back to the family specifically. Whenever there was an issue in the Ingalls family, what we've seen so far is whether it's Charles or whether it's one of the girls or whether it's Carolyn, the mother. Um, 
individually they will go to the reverend and say and talk to him Mm -hmm. you'll see them like just just that person and the reverend they'll go to the church and sit down and talk to him about an issue that's happening which quick plug a quick plug for presbyterians they they baptize babies in walnut grove and it's a presbyterian minister with a cleric collar so take that you baptist (laughs) anyway um but okay so like before we move on from uh the christian community uh one of the things i was gonna say as well was so i think i think because again like as you pointed out from rebecca merkel's uh, observations is you don't want to idealize this era so much that again like unnecessarily so we you know get rid of electricity and we yeah like so so but but i think i think that how do you how do you have that balance of taking the best from the past denying some of the stupid things from the present moment Mm -hmm. and proceeding to the future is you look at the Ingalls family. So the Ingalls family in particular, they were never money chasers. They're never materialists. However, however, their times. No. So, but that, but the thing is, is for the most Most part, part, yeah, for the most part, but, but here's the thing. They also weren't, uh, anti-progression. What do we mean by that? Well, eventually like they continue to glorify the home. They start out in basically, uh, (laughs) <laughs> really a one bedroom home with a loft and then they add a kitchen well, why would they add a kitchen because more glory can come from it they added a sink they added, a they added well, an, well, oven, an oven right it's like so they're not it's not that they're opposed no. to materials which i think we can as christians certainly um run into oh well having more things is inherently bad no no it's what you do with those mm-hmm. and where your heart is at in those yeah. and you have to look at the Eng- again looking at the Ingles family as opposed to the Olsen family yeah. who the Olsen family is bragging to everyone in town everything. about their wallpaper and their dolls and it's funny for us because we're like you guys still had to use an outhouse <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, um, which is just again kind of the anachronism from our time but uh mm. that's a good tie I haven't thought about like us yeah. sitting here talking about it, I'm like, that is like direct opposite. Yeah. Families. Like if Charles, for example, if Charles saw an opportunity to do his work more efficiently with a technological product, he would work to get it. But he wasn't chasing things to make his family look nicer or, or, or always looking for them to have the most luxurious thing. If they, in other words, he was very content. Yeah. Like unless something presented itself as an opportunity for everyone, then they would get it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that probably wraps up. So family, it, it, this is a, a good show to watch for your family to really see in practice uh, what a biblical family looks like in, in its roles, what a biblical community looks like, absent of big brother government. Yes. <laughs> um, and I think we've probably just moved on to miscellaneous points. I, yeah. There's, I think for me, there's there are some cons. Oh, of course. To yeah. like some of the um, portrayals. Portrayals, yeah. So like, there's one episode where um, there's someone. So like, with the land they're in, right, uh, is something that was taken from natives, and they they like there's like that theme. Oh right? yeah, yeah. And yeah. so this there's is, this one yeah. episode where this little boy, who his mom is is white. But yeah. his dad was a native, an, that, a got native that got killed. Um, the mom brings the son into Walnut Grove to be with the community. Um, and they're at church and he won't participate in the worship. Because it's not his God. Because it's not his God, right? And so the like the theme of that episode was... We're all God's children. We're all God's children. But we know... But we know we're not. No. Not um, everyone is God's So that's God. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's certainly reflective of, again, Michael Landon being a Jew mm-hmm. and saying like, oh, we all basically just worship the same God. Yeah. Even if 
some do it in ignorance or another. So, so again, like, we're, yeah, we definitely don't want to portray the show to be perfect. Um, you reform folk in particular will notice that like when they do show like, you know, quote unquote church services that like the, <laughs> the theological depth or lack oh, thereof yes. of that the, of the messages point. are about as deep as a kiddie pool. Uh, so don't expect that. But, yeah. it, but again, that wasn't necessarily the thrust of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, part of it so here, here's something oh here's the last thing biblical storytelling mm. this was the last thing i wanted to get to okay. so biblical family roles uh biblical community and biblical storytelling because um we have just we have settled for so long with cheap writing yeah. cheap storytelling our shows like suck <laughs> and we think that if we just diversify and keep adding more and more shows and give people a dozen different streaming platforms to pick from then maybe they'll land on one show they like but the numbers are showing that people are just watching shows from 20 years ago or older because there's better story writing mm-hmm. and one of the reasons for that is like in any little house episode one of the things that they did creatively is it wasn't always just about the angles yeah like now right. almost humorously so like sometimes it'd be a random family that would be here one episode and then gone and then the next never but see them again. <laughs> but but what that allowed for the observer to know it was like how uh, if you're a Christian, you can recognize this, how like God's grace was going to win that episode. Yeah. Like very, very rarely does an episode end on a sour note, but that doesn't mean bad things don't happen. As uh, Brooke pointed out in the beginning, like this is one of the reasons why I think this is a good show to watch with your family, no matter how old your kids are, is because it unapologetically shows the realities of, of life to your kids in, in a safe environment right mm-hmm. so animals dying people dying uh losing a crop right which was devastating to a local economy um all kinds of trials and tribulations and yet like there's always redemption in an episode whether it's a situation being redeemed or someone being redeemed and and, and honestly like and somebody's gonna laugh at me but she'll attest now granted i'm the more emotional one usually between two of us <laughs> but there have been a couple episodes where i've been brought to like tears because yeah, it's too. just such a good story yeah they uh and and the acting of course was is, is usually pretty great but uh but the storytelling of like where the observer is brought mm-hmm. in an episode can you want to speak yeah. to that um i think that um you know, again, we haven't read the book, so I don't know what is true <laughs> and what, what isn't. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe some of it's just like Hollywood eyes that, that, that brings sure. me yeah. to tears. But no, I, I would agree. Um, I, without getting too much into like the emotion, I think there are a lot of realities that families face even today, even though that was like, you know, back in the 1800s. But I think there's a lot of realities that families face today and... You could get emotional oh, yeah. by those stories because yeah. you're like, oh, like I've I have felt that. Yep. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and like you see how a biblical family deals with. Yeah, it. it's not always something that's unrelatable to our time, like a broken plow, right? <laughs> it's like no yeah. kidding. Like oh, I don't want to spoil that. I was gonna say something really. What? The miscarriage of a child. Anyway, oh, uh, oh actually, not well, a miscarriage. No, she she, she, she just the- croaked later shortly after anyway not the point not the point i don't want to spoil anything whoops um just watch so, yeah just watch the show um but no i think i think you're absolutely right yeah, and how uh, to deal with that disappointment because you see like you know we none of us are perfect we know that that's a that's a, a truth right we preach that all the time but like you see um these 
faithful, devoted people to Christ, you see them in crisis and how they deal with it. Mm-hmm. You see them have their emotions where they they lament, right? Like when Mary. Uh, oh, don't 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 spoil that. When something, something really bad, bad happens. happens to Mary, like she. <laughs> Quite literally, stops her, stops her life. Not ends her life, but like stops. stops she stops living. She stops she's, living because she's just depressed. But yeah. then you see how God redeems God it. God redeems it. They that was a fan. That's the episode, episode I cried in. That yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> so so as we wrap up here, um, I want to do two things if you don't mind. Mm. I want you, in your own words, to talk about like, okay, but why why would we want to show like. Um, Obviously, some things are more obvious than others. Like, of course, we want to see what a biblical family looks like, a biblical community. Yeah. But why do we need, as Christians, why do we need good storytelling? I want to answer that. So start thinking about that. Oh, and then the last thing would be uh, if you were going to tell a wife, a homemaker, a mother, like, <laughs> hey, like, basically have a sales pitch to them to watch this show with their families. Like, I want you to do that, too. And I'm going to do the same thing for guys. So Do you like a sales pitch to watch the show? Yeah. So be thinking about those two things. Oh, goodness. Here's here's what I'd say okay. to... <laughs> here's what I'd say to why good storytelling matters. And my wife has heard me say this so many times, so she's probably going to... Like, oh, haha. No, I it's, think this is going to help me with my answer. Okay. All right. <laughs> so we forget, like, we are living... In his story, story history, right? Like, like we as Christians cannot we we have embraced secular humanism so much, uh, and and enlightenment rationalism so much that we look at things in bits and pieces in one moment to another and hours and seconds instead of generations and movements through generations that we that we're living in a story. You as a as a confessing Christian believe that the world was created in six days mm-hmm. by the breath, the very breath of God imposed on reality. You believe that uh, there was a guy who was obedient unto the Lord and he put him in a boat and flooded the rest of the world, <laughs> right? Uh, I'm copying, by the way, Toby Sumter. You guys need to go check out. He, him and Jared, uh, Jared Longshore did a video called uh, Preaching Like a Narnian. Uh, you guys check out Ooh. on YouTube or Canon Plus. But he's talking about, so then you as a confessing believer, you believe that there's an old man exiled who God speaks to in a burning bush and gives <laughs> a stick that can change into a snake and he liberates a million people from the largest empire in the world to go through a sea into a desert to be fed from the hand of God, a bunch of grain on the ground with quail. Like we, we live... And this biblical reality that is extraordinary constantly, so much so that as they point out, Lewis had identified that we're almost in a supernatural hangover because the most radical thing that has ever happened happened. Christ, God himself, came in the flesh, was killed, raised from the dead, and now lives forever at the right hand of God. And everything everything since, like we are living in the regeneration. We're living in the building of the new heavens and the new earth. Like, but we just can't see it because we don't see it for what it is. And good storytelling like this reminds you of the transcendental beauties, truth, beauty, and goodness that remind you of, oh, we do live in an extraordinary world. We're the common story. We don't necessarily need the Avengers for every good story, (laughs) right? We don't, as much as I love the Lord of the Rings, like we don't have to go to Middle Earth to look at the earth around us, which was Tolkien's point, by the way, uh, to see here's a family on a farm and a community, 
and watch the gospel be presented through that. Yeah. That's wild. But that's the story that God has written, that he's going to continue to write, that you and your family take dominion in, in your spheres of life, starting in your home, you're going to look back at eternity future and say, wow, what a glorious thing God wrote, even in our lives. And that's something to get fired up about. But that's what a show like this brings out of you. That was so good. Oh, okay. I, d- I don't know. If- well, it, it's I, not a competition. It's definitely not a competition, but it's just one of those things where I was like, I don't know how I would add on to that. The only thing I would say is, is like looking at the alternative. Oh, yeah. Like, okay. See, good. Mic drop. Yeah, That's all mic I have drop. To like, say. Looking at, like, I think about, so when I was deciding on what show Cole and I should watch, um, I thought about Little House on the Prairie. But then I also thought about the alternative of Gilmore Girls, which I know is a very, very, very popular show amongst young women. Really, any woman. I would say 18 and up, really. Um, so but, I, was, I was just screwed from the get-go, is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but what I want to say with that is, like, the alternative is something like Gilmore Girls. Yeah, granted, it's not a little house on the prairie with a family, and it's a much different scenario, but... In that show, it's a single mom who had her child out of wedlock, I think. I'm pretty sure. She had her at like 16, right? And uh, then her daughter like goes from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend. And it's just drama, drama, drama. Which is what a lot of girls, and even I watched in high school. Oh, you're doing right? the sales pitch. Yeah. Gotcha. yeah I was like, is, where are you going with this? this is, well, gotcha. it, t- it kind of ties into oh, both them, right? So like, uh, you know, the story told in Gilmore Girls is like, you know, going from boyfriend to boyfriend to boyfriend, this girl looking for love, longing for some sort of relation with her mom and with her grandparents and things like Basically that. Basically perpetual dissatisfaction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then when you look at Little House, right, you see... It's, it's the, the opposite. It's the, it's the complete opposite. You see... Now, granted, they are children who, you know, are impatient at times and, and adults who are impatient at times yeah. and things like that. But you see a reality of a family centered around Christ. You and see content. And content with what they have. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything else is just a blessing and a gift from God. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be my sales pitch slash why creative writing is so important. Mm-hmm. One, the Lord has done it first, right? Facts. Two, the alternative. Yeah, the alternative suck. Yeah. The they perpetuate. Suck. Yeah. And then three pointed right back is like, what are we, this is kind of now expanding even more off of, but what are we feeding our bodies with? Right. Yeah. You, you are what you eat. You, you are, are what you watch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, are we going to feed our bodies with the, I don't want to say the trash of the world, but the but trash, it is of trash. The world, yeah, it is. or something that might not, it's not inherently, a uh, show that is like Jesus, 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 right? Yeah. But it has the backbone of it. It has it has the um, essentially the radiation afterglow yep. of coming in contact with the explosion of the gospel. That's Absolutely. that's the culture we used to live in. Boom. Boom. Here's my sales pitch, and it, and, and and so so men, this is directly at you, right? So like I said, I was not happy about watching this, but no kidding. The first, by, by the end of the second episode, I was like, okay, I'm going to absolutely love the show. Let me tell you why. Charles Ingalls. He's a man. You, you, need, you need to watch, if nothing else, you want to you give your boys uh, an example of a provider and a protector. Don't have them watch SpongeBob and be gay. All right, like th- th- there's or some Disney superhero that's not really a superhero. I mean, goodness, in the second Incredibles movies, they're having him being a stay-at-home dad. All right, 
you want to give your families an example of what a biblical man looks like, mm-hmm. Charles Ingalls. Does he have his flaws as a character? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He can be stubborn. Uh, he can be uh, rash in judgment, but he's always leaning on the side of action, mm-hmm. which is the call of our hour right now. And he's always leaning on the side of putting his family in the best position sacrificially. So Charles Ingalls is worth watching the whole show uh, at first to get you hooked mm-hmm. and to get your boys hooked. Uh, but then after that, like you need to, um, you need to buy into again, what does like, what is the objective value of this show? And if it's to see like what Christian community used to look like, man, we desperately need that right now. Yeah, we do. So that was good. Well, thanks. Yeah. So to wrap up, we said the, uh, why you should watch this show, uh, with your spouse, uh, with your families or, Hey, maybe, maybe you're a single as a Pringle and you're looking for passing a good time and like things to aim for, uh, for when you're married. Uh, definitely a little house in the prairie, the four things, uh, biblical roles in marriage and household, biblical community and action, uh, biblical storytelling, mm-hmm. God fearing, gospel loving storytelling. Um, and yeah, I think that's yeah, probably it. That is it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening guys. Uh, We'll eventually get to the like our story and oh. I guess like I don't know if a little bit. I, like, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, I let us it. know. I love our story. Yeah, reach out on the blog through the Instagram page at rex.christus underscore um, or any other way you can. Re- if you if you're a Spotify listener, you can hit us up with a Q and A. Uh, we'd probably love to do a Q and A session sometime. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. Thank you. Alright guys, so if you haven't heard of The Save Show, you're losing. Uh, my buddy Justin Minge is an absolute unit, and he's got a fantastic podcast you need to check out. But even more than that, he's got a fantastic, a fantastic merch store, in which the store declares, Christ is King. Shocker. And no, I did not pay him to say that, nor did I pay him to make the sick Ave Christus Rex shirts that he had made. I'm not profiting from any of those. They're all his. It is actually funny. He created them uh, before I even launched my page under that name, but not, not the point. Here's from the store. Christ is King. We want to further Christ's eternal kingdom through our every action. Our items are meant to show the world your belief that you are saved by Jesus Christ and that those around you can be too. Start the conversation with love and let the spirit move people. All we can do is share our faith and allow God to do the rest. Amen, brother. If you want to communicate the gospel uh, to others, even by what you're wearing, then go on and head over to the Save Show merch store. 